friends could be stranger, but I don't know how. I'm going through changes now. Could spend a lifetime trying to figure it out. I'm going through changes now that have just begun. Under a purple sun, there's many reasons. We are what we've become I'm going through changes Ripping out pages I'm going through changes now Were you ever the lead role in a play as a kid? Not lead role, no, but I did sing in like a Beatles play. I still remember my lines from being one of the three wise men. Unto us a child is born. I had to step out in front of the whole crowd and like sing this little song. Yeah, I had to do that. I had to do that. Did you realize then that you were, you had a knack for stage performance? I think so. That's when I started to believe in myself. It was like, the gift I hold broke the mold, and I'm told it's very old. I will give him gold. I sang, hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song. And then I was in fifth grade and, and everybody was like, oh my gosh. And they gave me a lot of attention, and I was like, great, I'm a middle child, and I'm special. (laughs) Yeah, the attention will get you, huh? (laughs) But on this episode, we want to talk about January resolutions. And we just posted on our Facebook page, and some of you guys are commenting now, about how your personal resolutions are going. This is the month where people, most people, uh, stare their biggest trolls in the face. And statistically, the majority of us fail. Why? Ah, Let's talk about it. (laughs) we'll get into it but first we have some troll mail and this is from steve hey guys i just wanted to send you a big thank you for your podcast i was listening to the best of 2016 episode when you went back to that bill watterson cartoon from episode eight it really touched me i am a self-employed carpenter and i've been self-employed for almost two years now the main reason that I started my business was because I was working for a boss who was expecting more and more of my time. He constantly gave me a hard time for setting boundaries on the hours I was w- I was willing to work because I have a family. I have four kids and a wife. That is one big family, Steve. Yeah. And spending time with them is more important to me than making tons of cash. I really identified with that cartoon and the things you said about it. In the industry and area I work in, if you're not working 16 hours a day, eight days a week, you're a lazy flake and people have basically said as much to my face. But in starting my own business, I'm able to set my own hours and answer to no one about where my priorities lie. Thank you for everything you do. I listen to you while I work and you have made me laugh out loud and cry while on the job. Keep it up. I love everything you do. Steve. Oh, P- Steve. P.S. He even has a P.S. And some of you guys, if you're longtime listeners, remember we read an email from Steve back in the day. Oh, yeah. And he's giving us an update. Steve, one of my favorite people who li- listens to the show because of this quick P.S. My wife and I have been taking private ballet classes once a week for about six months now, and I love it. I look forward to ballet night every week. My friends are super supportive, too. And I think it's a great example to my daughters of what masculinity can be. Yeah, it's awesome. It's I mean, so great. Steve is my favorite ballet dancing carpenter. And if I all, remember right, he time. wrote he he wrote in and said that he wanted to do that. He wanted to dance. Yeah. And he's like, why not just just dance? Yeah. And, then, and there uh, was and there was some troll. There was some inner trolls happening. It's like well, I can't do that, and that's not for me. And yeah. Maybe even guys can't do that. Of course, guys can ballet dance. I mean, yeah. I. 
I strapped on a Speedo and, and, and swam. I mean, you can do whatever you want. That's kind of different. I mean... It is a little bit. It is a little every bit Every male different. who swims has to wear the Speedo. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. But not every man goes to his friends and says, what are you doing tomorrow night? Can't hang out. Got ballet. I got ballet. Got to put the tights on. Sorry. Got to get the shoes. But, you know, he's got his kids and his wife's support. And, then, and you know, for most men, that's all you need in life. Steve, you are the man. Thanks for inspiring us. Um, we have no excuses. I, we're going to go achieve all of our goals now just listening to your story. So thank you. Yeah, and it's great because, you know, as you learned in the minimalism episode we talked about, your priorities and the goals that you set, you can work as many hours as you want if your priorities align with what you want, right? Right, right. If you only want to work six hours a day, you can do it. You just have to figure out a way to do it. Yep. You might not have everything you want financially, but... You might have the time you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's awesome. But uh, let's welcome some new patrons. Sounds good. Thank you for going to patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls and supporting our podcast. Uh, we have just posted at this point a troll talk, our first episode of unscripted uh, conversation between Nate and I. Um, just, that, that's just exclusive for our patrons. It's a totally different podcast for our patrons at patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls. Welcome Parker Powell and Christina Valandingham. 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 We probably brutalize that. Sorry, Christina. Uh, Valandingham. But thank you for supporting our show. Big, big time. Everyone out there who supports the show. Josh DeVillier is our number one supporter. And then we've got... Always huge thanks to Josh. We've got Buzzy Wise. Buzzy Buzz. Yeah. we got some great patrons out there. So we're going to... We're just going to say shout out to the top ones every once in a while because you guys keep it... <laughs> Keep the lights on on this. So they to speak. do, they do. I just got charged, uh, you know, the hundred bucks for our domain uh, yesterday. So that's where the money goes. We uh, we appreciate. We have a lot of hosting fees and syndication stuff that we have to pay for. So we appreciate you guys helping us keep keep the lights on so that we can keep this podcast going. Yeah, internet's one hundred and eighty dollars a month to get the Amish kid to crank my wheel out on the farm. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so I yeah. appreciate it. You guys are awesome. But Matt, what is this topic all about? What are we going to talk about? New Year's resolutions? Is this good? Is this going to be great? What are we, what are we doing? Well, according to statisticbrain.com, 41% of Americans make New Year's resolutions. 41%. That's a huge portion. Of like, how America. do they make them? Do they write them down? Do they think about them they just say i think i think a lot of them do it different differently and we'll get into what what is the successful way to make a new year's resolution but uh the biggest problem is only 9.2 percent of those people feel they are successful at achieving those resolutions so less than one in ten people who make resolutions actually achieve them in america and forbes has it at only eight percent so that is a huge failure rate. and speaking of failure rates John O'Hearn just wrote on our Facebook page, I tried to go sugar-free, and some assholes at my office brought in Thin Mint coffee creamer. I lasted 10, I lasted 10 days. <laughs> thin Mint. You know, I had a friend who lasted 10 days on his resolution just recently uh, chatting up with him on, on text. There's all this shame and guilt and disappointment. You know, 10 days is pretty good. You know, like, you don't, don't be so black and white about it. Justin guys. Danner said... Try not to be such a smartass. Oops, already failed. <laughs> Love it. Clever. Anyway, so the, yeah. The question so, is, so, yeah. So everyone fails at this stuff, pretty much why, everybody. The question is, why do we fail? 
right? Why is it that we keep making these resolutions and every single year, 8% of us complete them and then 92% of us... That sound that sounds high to me. Am I pessimistic to say that even sounds ridiculous, that number? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying 92% fail and experience disappointment. So why even, why even resolve? How's, how's your resolutions going? I think for me, it's a different inspiration. It's not a New Year's thing. Sure. So it's, it, I don't feel like I fail as much, but, but I also might not challenge myself to ab- absurd things as much. Yeah, and we'll get, we'll get to that, too, as, as, as far as, like, I think a lot of people overcommit. But why do they overcommit? Why do, why do people uh, like to think about all these great things they're going to do and then never do them? Not to be Captain Obvious, but we live in an instant gratification culture. So we're wired to be satisfied by just the thought of achieving our goals and often just thinking and often just thinking about something feels satisfactory enough so we get like a dopamine hit from just going oh i'm going to get in shape and then we don't we don't actually do it because we've already got the reward pleasure in our brain from it yeah you know? that's how we're wired you know so we go out and buy stuff and we're hamsters in the wheel trying to get that feeling that we can never really fully get right. until we take ballet lessons and then we get it yeah so some of it is consumerism some of it is we're already on the wheel and so then we want to get off the wheel what do we just jump to another wheel is that what you're kind of right i I like that you're saying wheel because i consider it like a loop i don't know if you've been watching westworld that's it it blew my mind Uh, what is westworld westworld's a great show on hbo and um it's about About ai and it's 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 based on the original mike michael crichton uh book and film oh wow about the Does it give you anxiety? The robots. Uh, no, it's it's it makes me think. Like I watched it in real time. I didn't binge it, which is also related to this topic. But I watched it in real time where I had to wait a week between episodes, and I needed okay. the I needed the full week to consider all the things about what makes consciousness and humanity and artificial intelligence and life and oh, it's so good. Ah, those but, are the best um, shows. So it's it's like it's like a piece of art that you have to sort of sit and. Digest. Right, exactly. You have to digest it. And that's the best type of art, I think, is the stuff that kind of sticks with you and lingers. And even if it makes you uncomfortable, I think it's good. But Anthony Hopkins' character in it, he's like this mad scientist. And he goes, you know, we're not that different from them. And he's referring to like the hosts, um, which are these AI, you know, um, people made to look like humans, but they're fake. Um, okay. Androids. And he's like, we're not that different from them. He's like, because all these... All, all these hosts are in a loop. So every day they wake up in their Western town and they do their loop and they, there's variances to their loop, but most of the while they stay in their loop of like, this is what I do. This is where I go and whatever. And then the people come in, visit the town and interact. So the guests come in and interact with the hosts and it, it all seems very, you know, period Western. Hmm. But Anthony Hopkins makes, makes a, the statement that like most human beings are not any different than these AIs. We stay Weird. in our we stay in our loop. Um, we don't venture out. We don't break the loop. And you're talking about the wheel, and that's why it just threw me to that because I was like, it's so true. And I think a lot of the reasons why I make resolutions, why I make changes, why I rage against uh, this loop is because I want to get out of it. I want to stop this habit. I want to stop, even if it's like not harmful it feels oppressive if i have to keep doing it it's funny because like a lot of our previous episodes kind of come to mind like i think of the self-awareness episode like how much do you have to know about yourself to say okay this is something i need to break a habit of so you have to kind of identify that you don't 
change or you're not willing to change. You're kind of like a robot. But then, you know, you have to have that echo chamber dissolved. Because right. I think when people are constantly surrounded by people saying the same stuff and doing the same thing and the same opinions, you can't really break out of your habits because everyone's doing the same things all around you right. and saying the same things. It's like sometimes I look at like political opinions and stuff. It's yeah. like people can't even look at a guy like Obama as a decent human being because they've been so entrenched in the echo chamber. Right. Right. So he's trying to give this farewell speech. Everyone's like, well, he's just an asshole or he, he's saluting himself. It's just like for five minutes can you not just watch a guy who was president cry on stage <laughs> about his wife say good and say yeah about his wife and say goodbye like, like he's just an a- he's acting he doesn't really yeah. love his wife he's evil he's a muggle yeah i know it's crazy <laughs> so it's like part of our new year's resolutions fail because right. i think it's the same thing that fuels those political opinions it's 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 an unwillingness to get in a different perspective right well and scientific studies have proven that the reward from fantasizing is far more instantly gratifying than the reward from achieving our goals so like ah Basically, we sit around and we think about something and we get reward from thinking about it. So it keeps us in this endless loop of daydreaming followed by disappointment. So, man, I can relate to this. Big yeah. Time. Like you ever have a, like you, like people, you, you're at your job and you want a promotion and you might even dream about that promotion for months. You might be fantasizing about that sit down with your boss and all the ways you're going to confidently go in there and ask for that raise and how your life is going to be better once you get it you know once you make 10 grand more a year or something like that if if it's even that then one day and this whole time you're fantasizing every time you think about it you go that's going to be great and your little dopamine is just going bing and you get a little warm tingly feeling and you're like i can't wait till i get that raise and then one day you go into your boss's office and you ask for the raise you get the raise and you go back to your desk and life goes back to normal, you still go to work every day, and sure, you might make a little more, but you quickly adjust for that, and life goes on unchanged. We just want sleep, but this night is hell. Sick and sunk, and I blame myself Cause I make things hard and you were trying to help I got no gas, wasn't out my gears This is one more day on the verge of tears And now my head hurts, and my health is a joke And now I gotta stop, cause the headphones broke We don't believe in filler, baby But could I sit this We live in a system where the government, or whatever you want to say, right, wants to get us on the wheel. Because when we're on the wheel, we're efficient citizens making a lot of money and we're turning out. I don't think anyone's planned for us to get on the wheel. I think it's human nature to stay in your loop. Just keep like, You don't doing... have to go to college and spend 150 grand to live a good life. Right. But everyone thinks they have to. Well, right? and that's there's the loop, right? It's like you follow the path that is that is most trodden. That that of those who were successful before you, they did this as well. But some would argue, like elementary education, for example, isn't education. They don't even let kids go out on recess anymore. It's just, huh? Get in the desk, take the test. My my wife's an elementary school teacher, and yeah. so first grade, first grade is tests to get in the second grade. Yeah. Second grade is tests to get into third grade, and you're you're just programming these kids just to be like, yeah. think about the next thing. They're never actually in that grade doing what they're supposed to do, like learning. Gotta, yeah, 
You just got to get to the get to the next level. That's very American. Yeah. Do you think that's why we get out of school and then we just think I'm never going to be happy till I get that job and then that job and then that job? When well, I went to college, our business professor said the average uh, American changes their career three times, not their job. The career. So that is a lot of unhappiness. That next thing. And I think a lot of the criticism is of the millennial generation, which I think I'm kind of, I think it's 1983 on or 1981. I was born in 83. So I technically might be a millennial by some people's standards. I definitely don't feel like one, but I do have a thing where I'm like something else, something new always. Um, And some of that is breaking out of the loop but the funny thing is it is it that is the loop the loop for a lot of people is like i want to just think about the next thing and i think that's the problem when it comes to new year's resolutions is that people get so much um just instant gratification of thinking about the stuff they want to do but then it also causes depression on the backside when they don't do it hmm. so then they have disappointment and so like the fantasy of like your new your your new year's resolution was a dopamine touchstone for months it's like something you could go back to and it would give you a sense of purpose and achievement like but the and you would go, uh, when January hits, I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to get this. And you set all these goals. But in the, rea- the, the reality, even if you achieve those goals, the reality doesn't last. So go mm. back to the raise. You sit in your desk at your new position and you dream up another fantasy, something else to achieve. And the dopamine gives you that little warm tingle and you start the cycle again. You start this loop of the next thing and it, that's why I think so many people break New Year's resolutions or don't achieve them because the reality of, of attaining those goals is less rewarding than the fantasy of dreaming about them. <laughs> hey, I, I can totally concur. There are so many shows that I love. I love all the off-the-grid shows, Alaska I love like mountain men. I love all these guys that like live out in the woods and like survive. It's just, it, it, it speaks to me. But then when I find myself alone in the woods doing it, I just get this sense of, I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. I hate the failure and the feeling. Yeah, the daydreaming of you being out there and you swinging that axe and, yeah. and cutting that wood in half. Is you live vicariously. So... And then you're out oh. there and it's like not nearly as rewarding. <laughs> no, no, not at it's all. difficult. So you think we set ourselves up by making these fantasies of uh, things we're going to do. Like, I'm going to be... I'm going to be this chiseled bodybuilder by the end of 2017. Well, we don't. Yeah, we don't. I'm not going to drink sugar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Drink sugar. I'm going to eat it, not drink it. Being specific about your goals is key. Writing it down and going, okay, this is exactly what I'm going to do. You know, like here's our, here's our, here's our plan A. And here's the three sub points of how to achieve that plan A. And then it moves to phase two, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and kind of being specific about it and then following that plan. I think that's, I mean, that's how we started the podcast is like, all right, we're going to do it. And so I was like, okay, if we're going to do it, I'm going to go get the domain. We yeah. get the name. I'm going to figure out how to host. I'm going to start, you know, we just, we have a plan. That's a good analogy here to like break it down to the average listener. Okay. So Matt and I talked at the end of last year about starting a podcast and we could kind of go through the 
the just like a little few steps that we did to kind of defeat our trolls to make this podcast happen. Because here we have, we fulfilled it. We did it a whole year. We did this podcast. And it's not easy right. to do. New Year's resolution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it wasn't really a New Year's resolution, but it kind of was in a way. It came was around this, the same just, time. We fantasized about other people's podcasts that we listened to and thought, shoot, I can do this myself. Yeah. Right? I can have a podcast and people might tune in and listen to our mouths moving and words coming out. So, yeah, if, if uh, by the way, just a, a hot tip. If you're if you're an avid podcast listener and you keep shouting over the people you're listening to, maybe you should start your own podcast. That's <laughs> that was kind of my problem. I was like, they they aren't representing the the you know, the majority side here or, you know, I just arguing with people, you know, in my head yeah. as I'm listening to them. That's when you start well, your own podcast. You have something well, to the, say that people aren't saying. This is interesting. This is getting really. Uh, this is getting really down into the matrix here, or uh, down into the the layers of dream. People <laughs> listening to this podcast right now might be yelling at us, <laughs> and we're yeah. talking about us yelling at others on other podcasts, and they might want to start a podcast listening to our podcast. You're like you guys don't know anything <laughs> about fitness. It's 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 this. This is how you achieve your goals. Yeah, I wonder how many of the listeners out there consistently yell over us and go yes. no. I believe in penal substitutionary atonement. <laughs> Get over yourself, right? <laughs> I'm sure they do a lot, and I'm I thank you for continuing to listen, even though we don't agree on everything. <laughs> I appreciate. There's two that. things I want to know: who's the youngest listener out there of our podcast? Who's the youngest listener, and who's the oldest listener? And who is consistently yelling over our podcast? Email us. At don't email the trolls. This is totally random. I yeah. know it's in the middle of the episode, but I want to know that. I just want to yeah. know those facts because I'm just curious. But so we wanted to start this podcast, right? Um, we didn't really write it down, though. We didn't say, oh, we're going to start a podcast. Yeah. We just said, buy a domain name. It's like buying a van. Now we have to tour. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm action oriented. So as soon as we were like, I'm doing it. And you're like, we're doing it. And I'm like, okay, I'm done talking about it now. That's just what I do. I just go. I just like, all right, next step. Uh, we need a website. We need I'm a sound practical here. Your New right. Year's resolution is I don't want to eat any sugar. Well, then right. the first thing you got to do is throw all the sugar out your window. Or, uh, right? or donate it to, pe- or donate to sh- it. sugar deficient people. Donate it to Oompa Loompas. <laughs> and uh figure it out but no i mean you have to do it you have to sometimes you have to do a crazy action like right anything with processed sugar in it out the window done action oriented yeah you have to be specific and go okay "Okay, what does this mean that i make this promise to myself i'm not just getting my little fantasy dopamine boost i'm actually going to do something about it and doing it sucks you guys doing it actually is not nearly as fun it's not instant gratifying you know, going to the, I've been working out, I've been going to the gym three times a week and like Chrissy's like, mm. you ready to, I wake up on gym days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday yeah. and I, and I just put my gym clothes on and then I go in, I go to work and I answer emails in, in the studio and I walk in to go to the bathroom and Chrissy's like, you ready to go to the gym? And I'm like, well, I'm dressed for it. I'm not ready. I don't want to. But I got my clothes on, so I might as well, you know. Yeah, no, that's a good. That's a good thing to do. You're like, you kind of set yourself up for success, not failure, because you're like, otherwise I got to take off these stupid clothes. I got to change put on something more comfortable. Yes, so you start. You kind of set up a positive roadblock, kinda, right? Right. Right. Or yeah, a little a little booster. It's like, well, I can't wear these clothes all day, so I might as well go running them. <laughs> 
it sucks. It's not fun. But that's that's what achieving your goals takes, you know? So we bought the domain. And then I think the next one is, is tell some people around you. So we decided, hey, let's tell our friends. We're starting right. a podcast. Let's tell Matt Carter and the bad Christian dudes. Like, hey, how, right. do you, how do you do this podcast thing? And we had a couple talks with Matt about podcasting. Yeah, long talks, long talks. Because when you share your story, when you share your goals, it raises the stakes. Because now other people are watching what you're going to do and yeah. are aware of your plans. And well, now there's a little bit more pressure on you to actually do it. So sharing with friends and getting advice and stuff like that, that's key, I think, to having the accountability, the outside pressure needed to move which forward. is the long middle episode we talked about that we getting someone else involved getting right. other people surrounding you and that 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 was a huge lesson i learned last year just doing this kind of right. realizing like how i operate so be specific and tell your people and i remember having a lot of conversations with carter about the specifics of what's the best way to do the podcast and he's like oh man when when i did the bad christian podcast we did it like this and it just took forever and each episode takes four and a half hours to edit and if i were you guys i would do it this way and so we took notes we're like okay so you're saying we should prep (laughs) (laughs) not only prep but it's basically what we're doing now for troll talk which is just unedited 20 minutes here it is us talking right you you have an extra podcast it doesn't take us more than 20 minutes to pop it out but maybe some people will really enjoy that one better well and he had just like edited ones yeah and he had practical things to to say too like you know you you're going to want to use soundcloud and then push it through to this feed thing for rss and so just kind of basic stuff so we can get good analytics and 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 so sharing the story not only raises the stakes for us because here matt carter is going to be looking at us saying when are you guys going to launch um it also uh clarifies and crystallizes what we need to do because here we have someone who knows what to do and is sharing exactly the step-by-step process and and what is that like that motivation of sharing with other people is it that like you don't want matt carter look at you like oh those guys are just a bunch of talkers they don't actually pull it pull it off they don't do stuff pridefully i i am very motivated by being a man of my word and that's just something that like personality if I say something and I don't do it, I will lose sleep over it. Yeah, and that's why you're a great and podcasting a, may- co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's like, it, that's my stress. My stress is like, if I say it, watch me. And people are like, you can't. And I go, watch me. You know, like, it's just, it's it's focused rage, really. I was <laughs> um, talking to Nick Bunda the other day. <laughs> I was talking to Nick Bunda the other day, and this goes back to our, like, Enneagram stuff, which we will do a, a Who's an Nick episode. Bunda, for those who don't know who he is? Um, he was our tour manager. He also runs, helps run the Jabberjaw Media, which is Bad Christian Podcast and Podcast okay. Network stuff. Um really good dude um and he he was we were talking about um enneagram stuff and we were talking about um you know which which for those of you who don't know is like a personality typing archetypal thing that is a helpful tool to understand who you are how you react in the world and interact with other different people and who they are and it yeah it's really good it helps helps with empathy i think for me specifically because i'm an eight wing seven um and i can generally lack as as my eightness uh, uh the the softness so anyways but i was telling him he's like man you have because i was talking about how i'm not um you know i'm I'm not consuming any alcohol this january uh no cigarettes no um you know i'm going to the gym i'm doing my weight watchers like i did all these things and he's like wow you have this sort of like stoic fortitude i really applaud you for um 
you know, for, uh, for, uh, for, for Making like it happen. Yeah. For sticking to sticking to your guns and whatever. And I'm like, you don't understand. I don't, I'm not self-disciplined. I, I, I all that I'm doing is focusing my rage. <laughs> You're saying, and this is the biggest problem. Like, let me, let me throw an analogy out there. And this is kind of a long winded analogy, but I, I, a friend did one of those my husband's so great things the other day on Facebook. Oh, you love that stuff. <laughs> I, I've gotten better at accepting that because good, that's just the that's world good. we live in. Yeah, instead of the speech of the ding 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 at the um the the dinner party yeah, for your yeah, yeah. for your husband where you say it to your close friends, I just yeah, want to yeah. say my husband is great. You know, that the the new thing of that is just a Facebook post, which costs nothing, but I guess yeah. it's it is what it is, you know? But it's kind of it's it's kind of lost its luster now because everyone does it about everything now, and I'm just kinda like, whatever, another one of those. I, I usually just kind of scroll past them or whatever. But she's like, My husband's so great, he never ever he never draws attention to himself. Oh. And I go, I go, Well, that's his personality. Yeah. It's that isn't that's not necessarily something that he's conquered in his life. That's just his personality. Yeah. He doesn't like to be so. She's kind of reading off his personality yeah. as sort of this as like attribute, a, as like a thing that he achieved. Yeah, like, no, he I'm was like, born that way. I'm like, if anything, the guy needs to be more that way. He needs to go out and get more attention and demand yeah. more of himself in insert himself and, and assert himself. Yes, exactly. Be like, I'm I'm here and I I feel this and I'm I you know. I matter. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is sometimes we can look at ourselves and say, man, look at all these areas that I'm great in. Right. And it's like, no, you're naturally do that shit. Like you naturally are right. this kind of person. The thing that's hard to do is to turn it around and say, what don't I, what, what, what keeps me from doing this other stuff? Well, right? and that's the thing being in a, so being an Enneagram eight, you know, anger or rage is the, is kind of like my default emotion. It, it's yeah. the thing that, and if I can channel that into something positive, if I can, because I need to vent, so I need to, I need to pop the cap off that and let that steam out somehow. Um, I carry it in my body, and I have no limits, right? So I pride myself on being free, and I don't want anyone or anything to have power over me. So when I feel like something is becoming too habitual, even if it's like, even if it's just like we're sitting on the couch every night watching Netflix. I feel like it's enslaving me and I, I, I rage against it. So like, I really feel like it's the only reason I'm, I'm alive still because like whenever I get too indulgent with certain vices, I go, this feels like oppression and I need to be free. I cannot give this power over, uh, you know, over me. And you know, it's easy for Christy and I, like she, you know, she just had a baby in September and she hadn't drank for a whole year or whatever. You know, kids are stressful, and so it's oh, easy. It's, it's easy to put them to bed, pour some drinks, watch Netflix. But that loop starts to drive me crazy. It starts to be oppressive, and I have to rage against it. So I take this thing, this natural thing that I have that can be very detrimental and damaging to my relationships. This rage, and I point that white hot rage at the loop, and I destroy the loop, and I go, "I'm breaking the fucking loop."
Rage against the Coke machine. <laughs> right? But what do I'm saying not, is everybody... Do not consume that sugar. All you guys on... Literally, all of them are, are, are requests on Trolls. is just, I was going to eat this. I was going to not eat that. It's a lot of it's a lot of food and a lot of yeah. sugar. I mean, indulgent, yeah, indulgence with food is a big thing. I mean, it's a big thing for me too. I love food, but I rage against it. I rage against it, and I eat nothing but kale. But Just if you're like me and my body type, and you've been eating that crap your whole life, yeah, you have to give yourself like a year or two where you don't eat it, right? So that you can re. Get your body back in right. where you can where you can enjoy a hot dog once and in a while, fine. and it's fine, and it's yeah. not going to kill you. Yeah. Well, what's well, what's so? What I'm saying is everybody's different, right? You're a different personality than me. I'm a dis- different personality. But than- I don't know what I don't know why I was. I don't know why I'm able to not eat grains. I'm trying to tell you that. Like I don't understand. Like I just, what did I do that's different? Did I just decide, or you don't got, think you don't think you, know? you channeled? You channeled some of your maybe fear and anxiety and focused it, that sure. white hot fear against the grain. I did. Or the grains <laughs> in your life. You know, like if mine Go is rage. against the grain. If, my, if, my, if mine is against the grain is another podcast where Nate just talks about how much he hates grains, how bad they are for you. Yeah, uh, we could do that one. Against the grain. That's a great against idea. Against the grain. Next episode. But like what I'm saying is like everybody has – there's a, there's an aspect of your personality and don't be envious of other people uh, because other people are different. We're talking about the Enneagram and everybody has different things. Some some people are, are basically feeling and some people are more instinctual like myself and some people are more yeah, thoughtful. Yeah. And these things are all part of the thing. But use what you have because you have natural tools. You have the personality you were born with. Use that and focus. Do you think it's a you and I have? Because I think we did the same thing. Like I think we pointed that white hot rage to start bands. Like I think I was tired of girls not paying attention to me, and I thought, damn it, I'm gonna do something and be somebody, <laughs> and then they're gonna have to pay attention to me because I'm cooler than the average guy. Yeah. Right? And I think yeah. most guys start bands for that reason. They have this white hot rage. Women rejected me. I will be yeah. a powerhouse. Yeah. Well, and there's all that all, yeah. there's all that uh, testosterone kicking in too. It's like I've got to, and it's 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 natural, right? It's it's like I've got to do my little uh, my little bird dance for the mate, you know, show yeah. show my feathers off a little bit. <laughs> males being around other males creates more testosterone in your system. So, and being around other females creates oh testosterone in your system. That's totally true. That's why you know the studies have shown that. Men should go out with their friends like once a, once a week, and it's like healthy for them to have that like man time. Yeah, it wasn't real. I, I think it was like a pretty anecdotal uh, thing I I read, but it seems it seems normal. It seems natural at least that men would need men and women would need women on occasion to uh, to help fortify whatever hormones that they need fortified. But that's just that's an interesting topic on its own. But. We are way off topic. We are way off. So, so here, here's how you break the loop, you guys. Be specific. Write it down. If you haven't yet, maybe you're struggling. It's not. It's, it, it's not too late. Uh, or it's you know, be specific. Tell your people, and then start small. Don't well, start big. We were talking about bands, starting bands, and having that fire to point at it. Some people, like they go, well. Yeah, Nate, you and Matt, you kind of started your bands and then you kind of had some luck involved and then it kind of got started going. So you're 
you're more lucky. I, people have been telling me this my whole life. Like, I oh, Nate, stuff I just kind of works out for you. And I go, I would agree to some extent that it does take some luck. But if you're not putting yourself, if you're not sitting down at the table, if you're not on the field, you can't win the game. And yeah, to win a football game, uh, to to kill that metaphor. You gotta get some luck. You gotta get some turnovers. You gotta get some penalties against the other team. I mean, there's some luck that goes into it, but you have to be on the field playing. I mean, and that's the thing is people go, it just happened for you. No, we were playing pretty hard there. You know, we I would trying. say, I would say the biggest asset that I have naturally is that I can visualize things happening. And yeah. I really want to say this to people I visualize myself getting into the college I wanted to go to. Right. I got into it. I, yeah. I visualized myself walking around that campus, and it was a hard school to get into. And I moved down there, and I started taking class at the college before I was even in that school. Said, yeah. damn it, I'm going to get into Cal Poly. And <laughs> got in. Yeah. And I had no business getting into that school. I was the guy screwing around, like being an idiot. But I really want, I, I visualized myself there. I visualized myself being in a band. Right. Being in a band that went on tour. And we bought that van and we got it. And it was like it happened. And there are so many times in the midst of that where I'm failing miserably at I really want to be a better better bandmate. I really want to be a better friend, you know? So there is something there is something to be said about visualizing. Um, and you know, everyone will agree with you that like you have to visualize the result that you want. But with all of that visualization. You didn't just sit around waiting for it to materialize. You started small. Like you said, I, yeah, I wanted to get yeah, into Cal yeah, yeah. Poly, and I, and I and they wouldn't accept me based on my grades. So I started, what did you do? What, what, pink slipping classes or whatever no, they called? No, it's called, it's called extended education. You can take right. like every, every university, you can take like 30 units at least uh, at the school and not be a student. I think so they you do just this, pay for it. Out, yeah, you, you know, pay a unit just like a, yeah. just like a junior college. You pay... Right. Or a JC local college. So, you so you started small. You knew you weren't ex- officially accepted to the school, but you just yeah. went there and started taking classes. <laughs> yes, and that's yes. called starting small. You're not like, oh, I'm not accepted. I guess my 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 visualization didn't materialize. You go, no, I'm going to go there and I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. And I'm going to start yeah. by taking one class or one credit. And and like I'm not officially a student, but I'm here. I'm taking these classes. And then what? Eventually, they turn around and they go, oh, you're doing pretty good in these classes. Well, they look at you you, like, well, they go, this guy's already got credit at the school. This guy's here taking classes. Like this guy wants to get into the school. I think people who are in the, in the, you know, in the, in the, the counselors who are in the, uh, credit, what is it? The, uh, acceptance offices are like, let this guy in. This guy wants to go to school here. He's, you know, and then you can, I went and met with professors and said, how do I get into school? And I went and met with the head of the, he's like, well, you got to be specific about your major. And I went, I think I went and had a meeting with the guy in the major. Yeah. But I really wanted to go to school there. And I would say the same thing happened for Sherwood. Like I made up fake email addresses and were emailing record labels to try to get showcases as, yeah. as pretending like I was there on their street team. Right. Um, and so that was one way to and that motivated the whole band because everyone's like, oh dude, Drive Through Records wants to do a showcase for Sherwood. Hell yeah. And then everyone's excited. And I'm like, well, I right. kind of did that uh, secretly, <laughs> but I won't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's starting small. That's just starting creating small. a fake yeah. email address. Do something. Yeah. So go out there, create a fake email address. <laughs> this is how you do it, guys. No, but 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 then but that starts to pretend to be a recruiter from another company. Exactly. <laughs> 
That is how I am. That's how I work. <laughs> Say that you're willing to pay me more. Yeah, that's and crazy. That would work. Dude, it happens all the time. Like, I mean, I've had people do that to me on Craigslist all the time to try to get items. They'll, they'll, they'll email you from one email address and try and to like, talk you, you from another one. Yeah. And you're like, you're wait, like, this, this guy has the exact same grammar as the other guy. This is the same he, guy. Yeah. He misspells, he misspells <laughs> the exact same words. <laughs> dude, dude, I have a great episode for you to do. This guy found out how to fi- figure out who his trolls were by creating a fake LinkedIn page and then inviting huh. the troll to accept him because on LinkedIn, it's kind of complicated, but on LinkedIn, right. you can see who looks at your profile. So he, he he figured out the guy was trolling him on Twitter, how to get him to check his LinkedIn page so he could figure out who the guy was and then interviewed the guy. It was brilliant, but we got to do an episode on that. That's it was like awesome. How, how to track down your troll by using LinkedIn. How to trap your troll. So troll traps. In some ways, these are the kind of hacks you have to do to get yourself motivated because right. when you're when you motivate your band members by creating a fake email and getting a showcase, then Mike, then all your your keyboard player and your drummer and your guitar, they start to believe like, they're oh st- man, yeah, they're stoked. We could do this, and and then yeah, and that's the thing is like once you have all your people around you, and they're stoked, and you get those little victories, you get those yeah. little victories from making a showcase or getting out to Cal Poly and getting, I'm mean, using your life as a metaphor now, but getting out there and, uh, and, and, and getting in, in, into a class and doing okay. Yeah. Those, just those little victories. Suddenly the people around you are more motivated, more excited, and it just helps you achieve that goal. Whatever that goal is. Um, it just, it just really encourages that, that end result. So if you want to fail at things, do it alone. Yeah. Don't write it down. Don't write it down. Yeah. Don't, Don't visualize yourself doing it. Yeah. Don't start small. Start huge. Take start on way huge. Too much. Yeah. Tell you. <laughs> tell yourself you're going to be a millionaire by the end of the year. Yeah. Do that. Overcommit big and time. Overcommit. Yeah. Yeah. Say like have a have a laundry list of like twenty things you want to do in the new year and uh, and and then don't do any of them. You're never <laughs> that's ever how that gonna... works. That is the last one. Don't overcommit. I mean, <laughs> you have to underpromise and overdeliver, and that's. To break your old loop, you kind of have to get into a new loop, and getting into into a new loop is hard. It's like the you know the psychologists say it's like once you you know p- patterns of thought are like if you if you imagine a mountain with powder snow and you're you've got skis on at the top of the mountain, you go down that mountain. You found you found a route down once. Um, the next time the you go down way. that mountain, you're going to go the same way because you know it's safe. Because there, and then it, over the time, it creates this groove, and it's hard to get out of that groove. Man, I had a friend one time just drive a random way home, and they're like, "Never drive home the same way twice." And I thought, <laughs> "Who does that?" It's like you never know what you're going to see, and that's yeah. true. And in some ways, you know, never drive home the same way twice. And you and I, like, I let's just say this: everyone listening there, we are chronic abusers of these rules. Oh, I do sure. not. Write, I do not write things down. I yeah. often try to go at it alone. <laughs> I sometimes have this crazy huge goals that I yeah, can't but even get Nate, close if to. we look back on our lives and we say what worked and and why did it work and how did it work? One episode go, a week. Yeah, exactly. One. And Nate's keeps saying, hey, I want to do two. I want to do two. <laughs> and I'm like, Nate, one podcast let's do one. episode a week. Let's do Matt, one for a year. Matt can talk about that last point because he was the one saying, Nate, one episode a week is already overcommitting. <laughs> it's hard. But now we got this troll talk thing on Patreon, so now we're doing uh, you know, one to two. I will. I'll I'll I'll, I'll promise that. Yeah. Everything we're talking about we'll in this over-deliver. podcast, I think, <laughs> is, is is confirmed in the fact that we were able to podcast for a year. 
it, it sounds so stupid to say. It sounds so uh, pat ourselves on the back. Self congratulatory. Because you know, you anyone can get a microphone, turn it on, and talk about crap for for an hour and 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 send it out on the internet. Anyone can do that. But to be intentional about that, be specific, to get a logo, to get a website, right, to get everything going, and figure out what the heck are we doing? To get a concept, to book guests, to record interviews, and to do research, and to produce, and to put the music, and all that stuff that we've done over the year, the hours we've put into it. And uh, I think at this point, Nate still makes about nine bucks an hour. Uh, for the work that he puts in on <laughs> nine fucking bucks. That's six fucking bucks. That's, that's and Matt makes one. about seven bucks an hour totally over like <laughs> raging, pointing his anger at it and directing the fireball. So you're like the Cyclops of X-Men, right? I have to do what I say. I said I was going to do this friggin' podcast and now I'm stuck doing it. I know, but there's there's been a few times I felt that this, this year too, like, <laughs> where it's like, I don't feel like i'm even in my mental space right now to even talk about this stuff i feel like such a hypocrite talk about don't feed the trolls but i am feeding the damn trolls like right now so much more on troll talk and then the and then the cyclops of the trolls matt (laughs) mcdonald comes in just lasers the whole thing out (laughs) we're doing it get on why not rage everybody (laughs) break your loop get off that hamster wheel yeah yeah so he he didn't he have an anger problem He'd rip off his glasses and he would just oh, be angry. Oh, yeah, when he was angry, yeah, he'd rip his glasses off and just open his eyeballs at everybody. <laughs> so that's you. You're that X-Men. I'm, I'm like Beast. I'm like the contemplative guy in the corner. Like, I have the ability to get angry and destroy, but I'm mostly just, I don't think I'm as smart as him. That would be a good personality test. What X-Men character are you? And how do you relate to the other X-Men? It would be great if how, what X-Men are you on the Enneagram on the and you Enneagram. have this whole X-Men Enneagram. Nine <laughs> types of X-Men. I mean, there's like 20 different X-Men, so you're probably so good with the nine. 2017 is way more unscripted in these podcasts, and we yeah. hope you had a good time listening to this podcast, because now we're talking about Enneagram X-Men. I think it's a great time to exit. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, thanks for uh, going on our Facebook page and uh, tuning in. We're going to probably do that. Usually we record in the afternoons, Tuesdays, Thursdays, around 11 o'clock Central Time. So if you're perusing Facebook, you might see a post by us that will ask you questions and try to get uh, more interactive uh, feedback on the episodes as they happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Email us, Twitter us, Instagram us. We'll be here all year. Don't feed the trolls, 2017. Later. Later.